Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is Fucking, fucking Killing Me. I'm Rainy Kearns. I'm Corinne. And we want to start this episode off today by wishing you all a very happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Enjoy your time with family and friends. And we also want to say RIP Hub 14. We will all miss you. You will be loved. And we can't wait to see where you guys turn up next. Yes. This week on the podcast, we have Tyler Angel dancer choreographer here in toronto yep and let's get started great there's like 60 pieces that they pick yeah yeah there's a lot what more. is the ontario 60 minutes what is that like so it's like just you're like... an ontario based company or person and your program is 60 minutes long and it's anything like any like a... theater okay under anything under that okay so like they have all the different categories but there's only one teen does that mean it's like played by teenagers or or like put, put, on, by put on by teenagers <sighs> I don't know. I don't know a lot about this. <laughs> I would think that it has to be, all the cast members have to be in what represents a teen. Right. Right? Yeah. So we couldn't just put on a piece and, just and use all the teens. characters were teens? <laughs> I think we, or all I of the cast so. members had to be teens. I think, I think it might all have the cast to be members... like, I don't know. I feel like I would assume it would have to be put on by like youth, like the mm. youth. Like they have, have to write it, direct yeah. it, score it. A youth company. There was, when we were at Fringe in Windsor last year, there was, like, one of the plays that did, like, very well out of, like, the ten plays that were there was um, this written play by this 12-year-old. Wow. And they, like, wrote it and, like, did all of it. And all these kids who were, like, the actors in it. And And I think they had, like, they had adults there, like, coordinating. But, like, this, like, 12-year-old wrote the play and, like, created the characters. Did you see it? No, I don't oh. see anything in Windsor. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how that, that uh, turned out. I also wonder, this is going to sound really mean, I also wonder if it did so well because they, they're all their they're parents. Because they're children. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> all their parents came to yeah. watch them and their family. You almost have to go just because of like the selling point. Totally. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I would go see it just to see. Just to see, you know, what they did. Yeah. There's some talented you know. kids out there. Yeah. Totally. I wonder what like, what a 12-year-old has to write about, though. Their life experience is pretty limited. <laughs> but, I mean, okay, like, if you think about it, though, Seth Rogen started doing stand-up when he was 13. And oh, he really? would okay. do stand-up yeah. in Vancouver, and he would talk about, he would, like, I guess he originally, when he started doing stand-up, tried to talk about, like, adult comedy stuff, and people were like, <laughs> oh, And then somebody was like, you're 13, write about being a 13-year-old. Right. So he just, like, would make jokes about his, like, how old he was, yeah. and it was like would just like land every time, <laughs> and that's how I got on Freaks and Geeks. Oh, wow! So well, it works, guys. Yeah, <laughs> starting off young. You have to talk about what you know, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, there's some natural comedic talent there, but yes, mm. so cool today. Um, now I forgot my question about Fringe. He said, "I wonder." Oh, it almost feels. Similar to the liquor license thing, where you think it's going to be a big deal, so you take sit down to write it and take your time. Yeah, it seems like a fucking money grab. Like, why do I have to pay thirty dollars for you to pull my name out of a hat? I mean, like, right? You're, they're not even reading an application. There's not. It's not a yeah. reading fee. It's literally to put my name yeah. into a hat. Yeah, it was a shock to me. I don't know. It really <laughs> I really was a shock. It, yeah. I was like sitting at the table, like fully ready with like my Tim Hortons and like a treat, and I'm just like. <laughs> Doing my application, they get to fill out like the first few questions, which are like, yeah. yes or no, male or female, blah blah blah. Right. Like, do you belong then, to a marginalized group? Yes. Like, questions. what do you want? Yeah. 
cool. And then it went straight to the credit card. And I was like, oh my God, they're taking my money before I answer the questions. Like, this is very committed. So I was like, sure. <laughs> like, I, mean, <laughs> like, I was like, hey, like, I'll pay you and then I'll answer them because then I'll be forced to. Yeah. And then it just was like, hey, your, your email has been sent and you're done. And I was like, that took literally three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I, like, I feel like, I don't know, like, I was so ready to like, sell my idea and like Mm -hmm. you know be like hey this is what I'm gonna do and you already had an idea you already had yeah I already had an idea Mm. and I just like I kind of just was like bummed I didn't get the chance to like talk about it or like right you know and now I'm just like okay well now it's just like all up in the air now (laughs) yeah right there's I've heard of a few people that don't have an idea and then apply to fringe and then they're like oh shit now I gotta make something Okay, yeah, that's even worse. <laughs> and then you have to pay that like seven fifty right away. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. do they take the thirty dollars off of the seven fifty at least? I wonder. Like once you get in, do they are they just like okay, you actually owe seven twenty because you already paid thirty dollars technically. I don't know. I don't know. I don't My assumption is not. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, it's because interesting that they like yeah. At least the fee, the seven fifty fee, will allow like like people who are actually committed to actually do right. it and not have like some random just be like, cool, let's do a show. I feel like 750 is very like, it's like, it's, it's not so much that, or it's not so much that you're like, I really can't do this. No matter. Like I can't find yeah. the means to it. And it's not too little that you're just like, sure. I have $300 yeah. to throw away. Yeah. You yes. Know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Like I was willing to pay that, but only because I was, I really wanted it. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think that's just, that's, maybe what it goes towards. Like people who really want to do it yeah. will pay the price. But also that's a lot of money. <laughs> I think you make the seven fifty back though, like no matter what. With like ticket sales? Yes. Yeah. But even if you don't have like many I mean like I I, I don't think it takes much to like make that mm-hmm. money back. Right. You'll break even. No, but it's pretty much just like a deposit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean a deposit for the space or the tech people. Yeah. And depending on which one you do, like I know a lot of people that do the Winnipeg Fringe Festival, uh-huh. before they even get to the location, their tickets are sold out for the entire show. Wow. Yeah. So it's Jeez. really, really, does really well. Is that like this here? I feel like. I feel like here it really depends on. There's so many shows. There's mm-hmm. so many shows. And the community is so big, spread across so many different demographic or demo like mediums. Yeah. That it's like. Too much. There's a lot. There's too it's much. like overwhelming looking yeah. at the fringe calendar. Fringe is really overwhelming. Like I pretty much just go to I went to one um theater show last year. It was in an alleyway, it was really cool. Mm. But I you mostly just go to dance stuff because it's just like even the time, shows, yeah. like when you have time to go to all of them, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I don't have I'm not a millionaire. Like they're all, all of them. They're <laughs> often like around the same time too. Yeah. So you have to pick and choose all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm always like super curious about oh, what's the gentleman's name who like goes to all the shows. Um, John. Uh, John Newman. John Newman. I'm that so makes, curious yeah. to see his fringe schedule. PC yeah. must go to everything. I think he goes to like a lot, like, a yeah. lot of stuff. And I'm just like so curious about for two weeks, like what his schedule. Is. Yeah. <laughs> He's awesome. Yeah. Such like the biggest supporter ever. <laughs> totally. Every, every single show. Yeah. It's amazing. Thirty seconds to describe yourself. Like, to describe myself? Yeah, like, if you were a superhero. Uh, If you were a superhero. I'm Tyler Angel. 
I is it actually Angel? It's Angel, yes. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> I thought it was Angle, by the way. Angle is like, yeah, that's pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it's like ugly. I just didn't know that it was Angel. Like, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. The double L confuses people. Sometimes they get Angel. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, why? that'd be cute if I was French. <laughs> Are you? Um, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Sorry. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I'm from Kitchener, Waterloo. I started dancing hip hop when I was 14 years old. <laughs> um, and then I took dance seriously when I was like 16. So then I started like doing all forms of dance. So like jazz, lyrical, contemporary, mm -hmm. ballet, like twice a week, tap class, which was atrocious. Um, and yeah, so I was at like a comp studio. And then when I was like 20, I decided to move to Toronto and go to a ballet school that I got accepted to called um, the School of Cadence Ballet, um, which is actually where I teach now. Okay. Um, but the Cadence used to have like a post-secondary program. So um, I did classes in the evening and they also used to have a company called Cadence Progressive Contemporary Company. Mm -hmm. So I did classes in the morning um, around noon with um, the company. And then we usually would have rehearsals for whatever we're doing. Okay. at that time and then I would take class with um, the seniors basically with my other post-secondary friends um, in the evening for four hours and I also had a job at 7 a.m. which I worked from 7 to 12 and I would go to class for 12 so it'd be late and I would get there without warming up and then I would do that have a rehearsal and then do class until like what did you do? Did you like a coffee shop? I worked at American Eagle Outfitters. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> at the Eaton Center, and it was atrocious. Um, I did like stock because it was so early. Right. But that was like that was a time to like work that early, go to class, and then go to class again. But I did it. Were you like thinking <laughs> back on it now? Do you feel like you were ever tired compared to now? Oh my god. Like, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> I was exhausted. Really? Like, I was exhausted, but I think I was so used to it. It's like when you get up for school really early at, like, 6 a.m. and you don't think about that anymore. Like, I, now, waking up at 6 a.m. is a really big deal. And then, yeah. but when you're in school, it's like, this is what you do every day. Totally. I have, like, an eight-hour day now, and I'm just like, oh. Yeah, yeah. This is so purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? This is crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I did that, and then I also taught um, like baby jazz at Cadence on Saturday mornings mm -hmm. um, to make some more money. Mm -hmm. um, because can you apply for student loans if you're going to that um, See, I didn't know, and I didn't. Yeah. And I did take like, a couple years off of, um, like after I finished high school, I took a couple years off just to save money. Because oh, nice. I also wasn't sure what I was doing. I was going to go into broadcasting. Oh, yeah. Um, and then realized that was just something else other than what I actually wanted to do, which was dance. So I just obviously chose dance. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, so fast forward, I was able to quit my American Eagle job in like the June of that year because I ended up getting a little bit more class time at Cadence just to teach. So I was like a student and also like a student teacher mm -hmm. teaching like the younger ones. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, that was like, yeah, I did that for two years. And I gradually became, um, I got more classes and then I now I'm like a full faculty member at Cadence now. But yeah, I did like a, it, I guess I would call it like an alternative schooling where it wasn't really like, I didn't go to Ryerson or George Brown. I didn't really get a real degree. I just went to, I did a, and I, I did a program. Yeah. I yeah. got to the con a conservatory, a, yeah. a program at Cadence where, um, 
I did a lot of training. I got a lot of ballet training, which was amazing. Yeah. Because um, that's what I wanted to focus on when I moved to Toronto. Because I wanted to pursue like contemporary and contemporary ballet, mostly in the contemporary side. Mm -hmm. But um, I wasn't very technical, so I was really lucky to be accepted into the program. It was I got a lot out of it. Yeah. And like cho like choreography wise too, like she has so many opportunities to create stuff, mm -hmm. and like that's another. I'm like totally off topic, but yeah, that's another thing <laughs> that I want to do. Anyway, yeah, and so yeah, I went to that school, and now I'm just like living in Toronto. I've been here for like five years now. And I'm just, yeah, I'm living my life. <laughs> hey, question. Have you used any of your tap dancing in the last five years? Okay. Because I think that tap dancing, I have very strong opinions about tap dancing. <laughs> yeah. And I think, and like, you know, come at me if you think this is wrong, but it's a dying fucking art, I think. It is yeah. dying. I, okay, I have so much respect for tap because it's so musical. hard. It's so musical. It's yeah. so musical and it's so difficult. Like, for me, like, you're learning two things at once. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're it just, oh my God, you're learning so much about music and like sounds and using your feet like that is just was so hard for me. And then growing up in like um, the studio that I was competing in, I was so bad at tap. I didn't even compete in tap. I just like, I chose not to just because it was so hard. Mm -hmm. um, but I liked it. It just was so difficult. I have used my tap. <laughs> <laughs> How many times? Do you own a pair of tattoos? I no. did. I actually, I think my mom has them. I don't know where they are. I think she does because they're so danka and they're really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, so I used it in a piece actually that I choreographed. I, I don't even know what I did. It just was, it was definitely a tap stuff. I'm sure I did like a shuffle or a flap or something. Yeah. But it was this quick like footwork that I just did. And they're like, oh my God, tap. And I was like, I'm not a tapper, but this part looks cool. But yeah, I used it. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Like. I did tap for a reason. <laughs> I this, like, this moment. <laughs> <For> this moment. <laughs> this moment. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're going to be like on Broadway and they're like remounting it, like the producers or like how to succeed in business, but yeah, I really like nobody is asking for tap dance anymore. Really? No. At least like from what? No. And it's not really like, it seems like it's like a skill that you can kind of just like get around in you, all of the auditions. If you, you can like, or the I rock hats, I guess. If you're not wearing tap shoes, I'm sure you could really fake it. But if you're wearing tap shoes, you cannot fake no, it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at all. And some people wear like street shoes, like yeah. to do it. I'm sure you yeah. can get away with it. But I wonder if in bigger shows, if their cast doesn't ha can't tap dance, they put a track down and everybody wears shoes without taps on them. Mm -hmm. That's if... what they would do with me if I was <laughs> putting the top. <laughs> I'm really good at distracting with the body and the face, <laughs> but just moving your body around. <laughs> well, no, yeah, exactly. Just like big smiles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <It> works. <laughs> um, I have that conversation with my mom all the time. That's why she's like, you got to bring your tap shoes or I'm going to get you a pair of tap shoes. And I was like, Linda, stop. <laughs> Linda. <laughs> Linda, I don't need that. Don't waste your money. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's only studios that really are keeping tap going. Yeah. Like fully like teaching kids, teaching kids. You don't tap. really like learn in like post-secondary. It's not even like an option. No, no, no that's true. Maybe, like, I don't I think don't George, does George Brown do that? Or I don't think I so. I have no idea. I don't Maybe Randolph does. I mean, Randolph probably does. Yeah. Cause, Cause it's they're very, like a triple threat. School. They're like a musical theater. It's school, very yeah. musical theater there. Yeah. So I would assume they would. So you were saying that right after school, you didn't, like after high school, you took two years to figure out mm -hmm. what you wanted to do. Yeah. What was the moment where you were like, I actually want to do dance? Like you said, maybe my yeah. passing was yeah. that moment. 
So I actually remember this because I took two years off because I started dance so late. Mm -hmm. So um, I felt like I, I didn't know and I wasn't ready to like take that next step because I feel like I had just started. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I just feel like I just started dance and just started like getting better at dance. Like, am I good enough to just go to a post-secondary and just like go for it? Um, so I started applying to Varsin for like media arts or broadcasting, something in that area because I was doing that in school and I really liked it. And I like fully applied. And then I also applied for the dance program. Um, I got in um, with my academics, but I realized that like, I didn't know, I just wasn't in a space of mind that I like, I could just like move to Toronto with like my very limited knowledge of dance and just like go into like this area of the world where like, um, I, I felt like it was too much for me to handle. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so I ended up competing again when I was 18 just because I needed to do another year of training just I, for myself. Cause I realized that like dance was the only thing I talked about. It was the only thing I liked doing. I was like so unflexible as a teenager that I would stretch every single day. Like I was so obsessed with like trying to make myself better, like quickly. Mm -hmm. Cause I feel like I didn't have enough time. Um, yeah. And then I realized, you know what? Like this is like, if I don't do this, like, I'm not gonna be happy. And I just, and my mom was very supportive with like, you can do whatever you want. Like, if you want to take a year off and figure it out, like, go ahead. So I had a really good like support system with like what I wanted to go to school for. And I didn't want to go to school and pay for schooling that I didn't really want to do because mm -hmm. it's so expensive. So like, why would I go and do this broadcasting course if like, it's not what you're interested in. It's not what I'm interested in. I'm, I'm going to be paying off student loans forever for something yeah. I didn't want to do. And I've had friends that have done that and have told me like yeah you know I had a friend that told me that like oh you're the one, one of the reasons why I chose to do this because like you were so passionate about dance which is mm -hmm. which is so nice and I'm glad that I could have that I could like um influence someone like that mm -hmm. um but yeah and then I just decided I was actually doing research um about programs in Toronto to go to other than like Ryerson just I was curious mm -hmm. And I found this ballet school that um, appealed to me more. I also was looking at contour um, and other sort of like training places. And then I found Cadence and I was like, hey, this is going to happen. And I moved, like literally I got accepted and then moved two weeks later. And I was just trying to find a place. Oh ended up living in like the scariest place in Toronto because I didn't know Toronto at all. It was like What side of town nightmare. was it? Um, it was like Jarvis and Carlton, but not but in a side street, like right across from the, um, the greenhouse, the plant place. What's that called again? The, the, oh, the, um, Allen Gardens. Yes. Yes. Oh. Right across yeah. an alley. Like I was in like a very small, like it was like a townhouse, but it was made into apartments and I had like cockroaches. There was like domestic violence next door. There was pretty sure there was a drug dealer somewhere in there too. Cause there'd be some like strange people at like right. 6am when I used to leave my house for work in the lobby and it was just a scary time but I put up with it for six months and then I moved um somewhere else in the city but yeah anyway I went off topic there no, but that's yeah okay. I feel like everybody who moves to Toronto that doesn't know Toronto ends up in that area because it's, it's so cheap that's where I ended up too yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was just like this is great it's right downtown yeah it's, so it's just like like I can walk okay yeah um Cadence used to be at Young Wellesley so it's like oh my god like I can walk there in 10 minutes this is perfect yeah this is living the life and, and then I move in life. and then my mom's like bringing my stuff in, like helping me move. And she's like, she's like leaving and she's like, are you going to be okay? And I'm like, yeah, mom, like, 
this is fine. This is a great place to live. And then it was not. <laughs> no. I was like, wow, like this is really like. We looked at a place there when we first moved to, and I remember just like <laughs> walking in and like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and then Dan would just be like, nope. And like turning right yeah. around on like the person that was showing us and be like, not interested. <laughs> yeah. Leave, right? oh my God. It was like a weird like three bedroom, but like the floors were slanted. And... <laughs> yes. Yeah. I also looked at the place at, um, we all know this place, um, Queen Parliament. Queen and Parliament, guys. Oh, okay. Like a very sc- scary area. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Okay. I looked at the place there <laughs> before I moved in here. And I remember walking through, like, um, the hallways to get to the apartment. There was, there was a group of us looking at the place. There was, like, holes in the hallway floor. You could see the bottom <gasps> floor. And we would get into the place, and it was really not nice. And then I turn around, and, like, my mom is gone. And I was like, oh, my God, she's been kidnapped. <laughs> and then I'm just like, okay. Then I'm, like, leaving. And then I'm like, I totally leave the apartment. Because I'm like, what the hell's going on? My mom is standing outside, and she's like, you're not living here. We're leaving. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I was like, okay, mom, but I need someone to stay, but true. <laughs> uh, like, oh, my God. And, like, you don't... A living situation is something that you, like, have, like, trauma over. Like, you don't <laughs> realize how bad it is because you're just like, it's fine. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. It's fine. You, like, can't process it. You can't think about it while you're living there. Yeah. Because if you think about it... It's real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you really Even though you're it? living there, it's real. You yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, that's the worst. Ugh. What was your first gig that you booked in toronto that i booked paid or not paid first like performance you did <laughs> yeah i had a i yeah this is a story this is an interesting story <laughs> um it was a gig that i booked that i did not accept and i'll explain what it was yeah <laughs> um so i went to i'm gonna leave like full names out That's of this fine. but i went to an audition and it was for a gig in um at a resort Oh. And I was really excited. <laughs> <I already know. laughs> okay. um, and it was, I remember it was like winter time. It was my, it was the first year that I was doing this cadence program. So I also went to this audition just cause like, you know, I haven't been to really an audition before, right. like a real one. Um, it was great. Like was that, it was, it was, there was a lot of people there. Like it was fun. I did really well. Got an email. I got it. I was so excited. I was like, oh my, I remember how excited I was. I was like, I was looking at my phone. And I was like, oh my God, I got this. Like, this is unreal. Like, what do I, like, I have to make a decision if I'm going to go to this place <laughs> and in this program. I'm like, what's going to happen? Um, and then turns out that you had to pay to, you had to pay like your flight there. Like there was a lot of things like you didn't get paid for this gig, yeah. <laughs> which I was like, that makes no sense. Weird. Um, so like weird, well, weird, weird. That's odd. Um, you would just be like living there, and like you would have to teach there. Oh, and this is all coming back to me. You'd have to you would have to work there, like, like work work as a teacher at a like at a resort as a teacher, dance teacher, or like as a dance teacher, and you would also have to perform. It was very confusing. I just was like, this makes no sense to me. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember how upset I was when I heard about this. I was like, what? Like. Because at this point, you've, like, packed your bags and are living I've literally, there. And, like, how I've, hot is, yeah. like, how hottest boyfriend. <laughs> you're, like, drinking Mai Tais by the beach. Yeah. You're, like, living the life. I mentally prepared to be, like, hey, I'm going to be living in warmth forever. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's, like, goodbye, cockroaches. Yeah. Like, I'm leaving. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that was, uh, that was my first gig that I did not accept. I feel like the first gig that I got was... Um, 
that I did accept was for this show called Mass. That's not a show anymore. I don't think it was a show. I think it was a, like a like a pilot for a show. It was like music, arts, and sights. It was like a music with dancers and singers. It was like a live sort of show that they were trying to pitch. Um, we did it at the Mod Club, and we were. I was a backup dancer for. I don't remember. <laughs> and yeah, it was hip hop. So I got to bring back my hip hop side. Um, like full like makeup team, hair, like costuming. It was super cool. It was like the first time I like experienced like sitting in a chair and getting my makeup done, like call time at like 9 a.m. Right. Um, some of my friends were in it, so it was super fun. Um, yeah, it was, that was a great time. I don't think it was paid. Again. <laughs> <laughs> But you didn't have to fly anywhere. I didn't have to fly anywhere, yeah. These were my first first experiences as a dancer, realizing the the pay situation as an artist was not... It's real. Was, it, yeah, it was very real. I yeah. was like, wow, like, does anyone get paid? I was like, I'm just curious. Is everyone just doing passion projects? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> it's also still a question I have. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I even feel that like more so that's the case for dancers, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody expects to pay musicians. Even yeah. if it's not a lot, they're like, oh, we're going to get a band. So like, we have to figure out how much... How much we're going to pay them. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel like that happens the That's same so with true. Dancers. Oh, God, there's so much, like, and obviously the stupid exposure sentence that I hate. Right. Which I'm sure is great for, like, if you're just starting out, but that, I literally see that word and I'm like, thank you, next. Like, <laughs> yeah. Not, like, not, I don't need exposure. I need to pay my bills. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, at this point, it's like, yeah, you have point, to at least be paying me something. Yeah. Right. I think even in the beginning, that's like a, not really a healthy foot to step out on because it's really hard to get out of that. It because is. Because all you do want to do is work and all you want to do is make... Yeah, like, all you want to do is you want to dance. Like, yeah. you want to be on stage. I totally get that. And that's how I felt. I was like, how else am I going to be able to do what I love? And I'm just going to do it for the exposure, I guess. But now, at this point in my life, and, you know... You get exhausted working the other job is what I think it, like, yeah, it, like yeah. drains you. Working yeah, the other totally. job, and then you realize, like... Can't do both of these things. So, mm-hmm. like, how do I make one of the things to say sustainable? Yeah, and that's like what hits people. I think yeah. a lot yeah. when they kind of start getting confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, the exposure line, and also the they love me. Like when you find out you got something. Yeah. And you're like, oh, like, it's like I, I can't just, say no. Yeah. <laughs> I should just do it. I should just do it. Yeah, what else am I doing? I'm pretty sure I've said that so many yeah. times. Like, oh, just. I should just do it. <laughs> yeah. Under your breath. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing anything right now. I should just do it. More things will come. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Both alive. But it sucks. Yeah. Also, pay your dancers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even if it's not a lot of money because you don't have a lot of money. It's just something. Like, a small right. honorarium is better than no money at all. Oh, yes. yeah. Like, you know. It's like the thought... And the gesture and that you understanding that these people's time is worth something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And especially if you're making profit off of ticket sales. Right. And like, pay them. Yeah, you need to pay them. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. 100%. The last person you pay is yourself. Yeah. As an organizer. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Like, you need to, yeah. I even, know. yeah. Even how my mentality is like, I don't, I feel like if I ever did a show, I wouldn't do it to like make money. I would no. do it, like, personally. I would do it to, like, 
show my work also right. i would need to pay all my dancers so the money would go to like what i'm doing totally if you're you know? if you're being an artist or if you're being a performer to be famous and make money mm -hmm. i think it's in the you're on the wrong side of it yeah yeah also like talking about like just because we were just talking about fringe taking it back there like mm -hmm. with fringe you pay i think like when you get all your money back you pay your 750 and then it, all of the money usually goes to the dancers. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. The artists. Yeah. But I think, like, if we were to do a fringe show, you, like, expect not to make, like we said, nothing. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wasn't expecting to make. I would actually, I was actually expecting to, like, put in more money than I'd be making. So it would be, you know, taking money out of my own pocket. Mm-hmm. You just to, like, have to break even. It. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. That's it. But, yeah, even, like, the, I mean, I got, yeah. For like a show I did last year, I got paid like because they were so adamant about paying their dancers, they like were like very lovely to me. Even though mm -hmm. they couldn't like meet the cattle rates, they were like, "Here, like let me get you a coffee." And that's Will and Robin, by the way. I, just, yeah. I, I don't know why I'm being secretive about that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, Will and Robin were like the best like people to work with yeah. for the fringe because like they like paid me like not categories but like pretty well and like they were the first people to be like do you want a coffee can i get you anything let me pay for your transit yeah. let me pay for your which is here. amazing because yeah. they appreciate you totally yeah. and like that shows so much yeah and like i would gladly work for them again like mm -hmm. yeah for like an honorarium right just because of that experience like, yeah. it was it was great yeah nice and i think like when as like producers you that's like if I was producing a show, that would be what I was worried about. It's like, I'm not going to produce my first show and not pay my dancers because then I'm getting a bad name yeah. about not paying or treating my people yeah. properly, right? Totally. And it's all about, like... It's just, Toronto's a small town. Yeah, Toronto's yeah. a small town. If you yeah. can't find dancers, you can't find opportunities. Mm -hmm. Good luck, yeah. right? Right. And if one person says they have a bad experience working with you, probably it's going to be really hard to get people. Yeah, because word of mouth spreads. Yeah, and the only people you're going to get to work with you are going to be... People just coming out of school, people still in school. Yeah. Which is still really sad, which yes. is like very like, <laughs> like mm -hmm. digging yep. into like people who are just like young and bright eyed, right? Mm -hmm. Breaking them. Yeah. Yeah. I always find that really sad. It is sad. When people come out of like, because I was there, like we were all there oh, yeah, like we after school there. and we're like bright eyed and bushy tailed. And just yeah. like, yeah, sure. I'll do Whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then... Two years later, you're like, <laughs> you're like, why is this still happening? <laughs> why am I in a resort teaching? <laughs> oh, God. If only. Um, have you ever been in a rehearsal process where you were asked to do something you were uncomfortable with? Um, I think nothing that was so out of this world, like uncomfortable, where I had to like totally be like, no. I've done things where I was that like made me um, uncomfortable in a way that that like just like speaking or mm. text or um, physical movements um, that made me uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, actually, yeah. That I, now that I'm just thinking about that, yeah, physical movements that I had to do. Like I remember there was a piece where you know I had to like look like I was a really great piece that I had to look like I was stripping. Mm -hmm. But not actually stripping, just look like a stripper. And I felt uncomfortable doing that just because I was like, oh, this is like kind of, this is making me feel awkward and mm -hmm. I have to do this in front of an audience. But um, I still did it. Mm. I didn't say anything. 
You, you didn't have to take your clothes off. You just... I didn't have to take my clothes off. Yeah. I just had to do, like, some, you know, grindish movements and, like, mm-hmm. kind Things of that are, like, slippery sliding and, mm-hmm. you know, Overtly sexual. Overtly sexual. And mm-hmm. just... Which I am... I wish I don't want to... I, I feel uncomfortable moving in that kind of way. Like, like it's different with, like, if you're doing, like, a jazz funk type of dance mm-hmm. where it's, like, fun. Yeah. And this was more of, like, on the floor. Like, it just made me feel weird mm-hmm. but I think I yeah I think I got the idea that it was for the piece and it made sense to the piece but it didn't make me feel comfortable in any way mm-hmm. and then when I did it in an audience in front of an audience it still d- wasn't yeah. any better um but no I didn't say anything that's hard because yeah especially if you know the nature of the why it's in the piece yeah and you can understand that yeah but then to still feel uncomfortable, you have like a weird line, right? Yeah. Where you're almost fighting with yourself. Where I'm about, kind of like, is it yeah. just me? Like, yeah. like, should I feel uncomfortable? Is it just my my like weird insecurity? Right. And how do I not make myself feel uncomfortable? Yeah. 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 And is it appropriate for me to say it makes me uncomfortable? You know, or do I just... Did you vocalize that like you were aware of like why it was in the piece and you just needed some more like understanding? Yeah, yeah. I was like, he, yeah, I was explained the section of the piece where I was like, okay, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, I don't know, maybe it should have been someone else. Yeah. It, I don't know. That's where it's kind of just, you're like, maybe it's just me. Maybe I need to like stop being so well, that's, comfortable with it. That's like the weird part, right? Yeah. Because when when it's something that you like understand and respect the the reasons behind it you're yes. just like i don't know like am i being a prude am i doing this yeah I, <laughs> yeah, why right. am I, yeah like why am i feeling this way like it's just i don't know like it's just a, a dance piece like i'm not it's just a stupid fucking dance it's just a yeah like, <laughs> jonathan burroughs <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but then i've been asked to do like things that made that that i was scared of doing but it wasn't in a bad way it just so, like like monologues or like pushing your boundaries yeah pushing my boundaries that i'm glad i did because it makes me fearless to other things now mm-hmm. which i appreciate those things so i appreciated working with people who made me speak mm-hmm. like a lot and make, made me, like, scream on stage and, like, yell and, like, act, which I was totally afraid of. So mm-hmm. now I feel like I'm so comfortable with that now. So now I got something out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a positive. Those experiences are super positive. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the ones that where you feel, where, like, you were just saying, you're like, oh, am I being insecure? Am I being a prude? Yeah. It's those situations that I think. Which often have to deal with, like, sexual nature. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? It's often not, like, yeah, you can feel uncomfortable when you're like screaming like mm-hmm. you said mm-hmm. but like I feel like the ones that are the most uncomfortable are anytime where you're like in terms of sexual sexual nature yeah. or like skin or um yeah things yeah. that you don't see or do every day totally right? yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you have to do them on stage in front of people yeah yeah that's where it's like oh god and then they're like it's for the piece yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's for the piece so do it <laughs> I actually had this really interesting when we were um, doing, I mean, like Mateo's piece, mm-hmm. um, that from which she did, do not know when we were doing that piece, um, when we first were in creation for it, we were talking about it because I had been in rehearsals with Mateo and Robin for like a month at this point, And we had really like, Mateo's really clear about like his reasoning behind work and mm-hmm. like what his ideas and where his movement is stemming from and like where the place he's working from. Um, and Robin was like, Robin and Mateo came in and we were like chit chatting 
And uh, Robin was like laughing. She's like, Mateo had an idea about costumes for the piece. And I was like, oh, it's topless, isn't it? <laughs> She's like fully. And then she was like, yeah. She was like, yeah, actually, he thought about that and was like laughing. And I was like, she's like, but I said, like, we would never do it. And I was like, well, like, I understand why he would like. Yeah. Do that. And like, right. because of the nature of the piece, I would be like very like. Yeah. I might be uncomfortable at first, but I was like, that's something that I have to get over because. I'm interested in like nudity and art forms. So like, and I understand where this is coming from. So as long as you're having these conversations with yourself about like where it's coming from, are you comfortable? It's not just like where the nudity is appropriate, where it's not Mm -hmm. appropriate. You're not just doing nudity for nudity. Yeah. Yeah. But then Robin was like, I don't know if I'd be comfortable with that. So like then we, I mean, we didn't end up doing it obviously. Um, Taylor decided to go a different way. Um, it was just like something that had been brought up, but like I totally understood where it was coming from. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh. You're just like, okay, well then I just have to. I just need to do it. Do and it. because yeah. of like the way my work's working right now, I feel like I it's going to be something that happens eventually. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Rip the bandaid off. Yeah. yeah. It is art. Yeah. yeah. But Corinne and me are doing a piece with them, Patricia Allison, and mm. it's speaking. And she, you're going to have to speak. In oh, it. yeah. She's going to send me a monologue for next week's rehearsal, and I'm like really nervous about it. Yeah, it's scary, right? Yeah. Uh, but you totally get over it. Mm-hmm. it's like t- you can do it I believe in you it's just thank you <laughs> it's, um, yeah it's just something that I know that I will have to practice over and over again yeah. even though I feel because it's going to be different than movement movement you can for me is like once it's in my body it's in my body mm-hmm. and I can just like feel it out yeah. mm-hmm. I think with the monologue I'll just, it'll be something that I have to do over and over yeah. and over because it's not a way that I'm used to working yeah. mm-hmm. right yeah, I totally get obsessed with that yeah, stuff. Yeah, really memorize Like, it. with lines and stuff. Like, I... Oh, my God. Like, I go over lines all the time. When do you I do a lot remember. of acting? I don't do acting, but I've recently I've done a lot of acting in pieces. Like, I've done... Yeah. I did a piece recently with Krista Nui. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, a trio. And there was a lot... Uh, it was hilarious. Like, it was such a hilarious piece. It was amazing, like, doing the piece, too. I did a lot of talking. My name was Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, a lot of talking. A lot of just, like also um like improv acting Mm -hmm. which is like I did like drama in high school like I have some like I did some school stuff like I it's not the first time I've done that Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't call myself an actor but I think um in a dance piece it's um a little it's scary to like just suddenly break the fourth wall with the audience and Mm -hmm. start talking um but I think that really helped me with like even this next show that I'm doing um, with Transcendence. Like I have a monologue where I where you talk to someone, um, and I'm totally okay with that because I because I did this piece. And I did a piece a couple years ago with Shaquille, mm-hmm. um, where I had to speak into a microphone. Um, so I feel like I recently have just been in pieces randomly where I right. just like not by like choice, mm-hmm. just like I've been put into pieces where I actually have to talk and. I think that that has been just like a good thing for me because like speaking in general on stage and just like in yeah. front of an audience is like they used to terrify me, but now because I've been forced to do it so much, it just is like okay. Mm-hmm. But it's, I still get nervous about it. Like I still obsess over my lines. Still obsess about like how do I say things? That's always my question. Like how do you want me to say this? Right. Because like I can say it, but like I'm better with direction. Like, I'm not a good, like, I'm not a good person to be like, I'm going to say it like this and it's going to be the way it's going to be. It's like, you need to tell me how to say this because I have no idea. Interesting. Yeah. Have you ever asked, have you 
Have you asked them how you say? All the time. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, how do you want me to say that? Even like before you. Did they tell it. you? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Krista Newey is really good at direction. Like mm-hmm. I, she's she'll be she's very specific, which I which I love because I need that um, specific um, direction of how I'm going to say things because then I am, I feel lost in my mm-hmm. head, and I'm better when I have like I say it like this, say it like this, say it like this, and I just know what to do. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice. We, yeah. I think craving direction is a dancer thing. <laughs> yeah, it totally is, eh? Yeah. Yeah, because like, if you grow up in a comp studio, mm-hmm. you are told what to do all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's, yeah, and then getting transits. direction made me feel more comfortable with it. Right. I'm just like, oh, okay, I feel like this is, like, easier in my body, and I feel e- at ease with my brain, mm-hmm. knowing that I know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think, I wonder if all of the text-based work right now is a trend? I was just thinking yeah. about that. I think it's because it's us trying to make art more accessible mm-hmm. and like including, oh, I think it's like a so whole true. genre of like artists that are coming up right now that are like realizing that like they're fucking bored by just the dance pieces they're seeing. Yeah. Maybe that's surrounding us and yeah. in our city and we're fucking bored and like how else can you appeal to a wider audience? How can you incorporate something that you're, you were interested in experimenting with? Mm-hmm. I think it has something to do with the accessibility and trying to get things across. Like putting dance into the theater world and like yeah. getting that world combined. Right. Yeah, I, can, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Krista, yeah, doing, sorry, this, I did this piece like last weekend, so it's more like on my brain. But her piece, You were in her with Nostos, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like it was very entertaining to the audience who weren't, weren't like just dancers. It was right. funny, had words, mm-hmm. right. you know, there was more things to, to grab onto. To grab onto. Mm-hmm. So that actually is a very, really good point. Right. Yeah. Merging the audiences together. Totally. Which yeah. is like, I also love movement. <laughs> like I, I wish that, you know, everyone could, could like appreciate yeah. just movement as well. Totally. You can, I mean like movement is super appreciated yeah. and yeah. it's beautiful when it's, I mean, there's companies all over that are just doing movement. Right. But I don't know. There's something about adding text that's like theaters, like one of the oldest, like one of the oldest art forms. And I think there's something ingrained in us that's yeah. more responsive to that. Yeah. Right. Totally. Not that we're not responsive to movement. I mean, we were all animals at one point, mm-hmm. but <laughs> this is getting deep. Sorry. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. I would agree with that. Accessibility. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people that are not, um, like their first thing is an art. They always look for a narrative. Yeah. yeah. Right. They look for something that they can grasp on, grasp onto and like a story that helps them understand what's happening and, with just movement, it's really hard to do that. Or yeah. people fear being wrong. They're like, oh, well, I didn't really get it. And I think this part was this, but then this didn't make sense. Yeah. It's like, because people always try to like make sense of something, yeah. right? Cause, and that's the thing. It's like, you don't, like people need to understand that like, you don't always need to know what's happening. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just nice to watch beautiful dancing and beautiful movement. Mm-hmm. There is, there is, there usually is always an idea uh, behind it, but you don't need to know what it is. Sometimes no. it's just like you're up to your interpretation yeah. Um, or you just enjoy what you're watching and, you know, that's it. Yeah. 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 It's hard for people, though. Enjoy the physicality. It's hard for me sometimes, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's also yeah. just, like, sometimes it's just, like, such a, like, bougie, like... Yeah. <laughs> it's such a bougie bullshit thing. Like, just, like, 
so the essence of this piece <laughs> was like, and you're just like, you're too fucking you're like, cool. What? I get it. Yeah. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> you're like the reason. <laughs> anyway. I've had people like about my pieces, like say things like that. And I'm like, interesting. <laughs> really? Yeah. Cause I'm like, Oh, I didn't think about it that way. Like, I don't know. Like they come up with their own idea, which is amazing. Like come up with right. your own interpretation of like what, I, what I'm creating. I love that. But usually it's not, usually it's not that. Usually I'm just like, Oh, like I just, you know, <laughs> I I'm just like, wanted her to go over there. Yeah. 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 Like, I, wish, I wish it was that cool. Like, it's really not. Yeah. People, like, really create full narratives for themselves. They're yeah. like, so I saw you. You were a bird. But also, you had this bag. So, like, you were, like, a suffocating bird. And it totally has something to do with, like, the ideas the world puts on society through Facebook and social media. And you're just like, what you're like, is wow. happening? You're like, I'm going to throw that in the, in the program. All of the buzzwords at you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, synergy. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah, so that's what it is. That's, that's totally, that's totally it. what is wrong. <laughs> um, can we ask you what your French idea was if you would have got in? Yeah. Or do you yeah. want to like, hold um, well, mm, well, you might still it. happen. I, I feel like it's still going to happen. So Are like, you going to self produce? Um, yeah, I want to. You should. Mm. I know. I've had this idea for a while, but I'm going to keep it a secret. But <laughs> I'm really excited about it. And, uh, yeah. Contemporary, just, contemporary ballet. Um, I want to incorporate some contemporary ballet just Ooh. to make it different. Also, I feel like if I pitch the idea of contemporary ballet, it would stand out from all of the modern contemporary. Mm-hmm. I'm just assuming, hopefully, maybe. Totally. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I would pitch more of like a contemporary ballet. Not totally ballet. Like it would obviously be contemporary, but have like my technique vibes in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Just, you know, the next thing that I that there is to apply for, like TikTok, I don't know. <laughs> I know, all the summer applications are up now. I know. It's like, okay, so... Uh, I feel like I'm, like, already getting anxiety about, like, my summer schedule. Like, yeah. I don't... I don't know why, but, like... Has anybody asked you to do the French piece already? No, not yet. <laughs> like, like, I'm going to again. I was so sorry. That was really cocky of me. Not yet. yet. Just waiting. Yeah. Uh, taking applications. Yes. <laughs> Get on me. Just um, I don't know. There's something about, like, being in the summer and being dancer and, like, feeling like you have to be busy. Yeah. So I feel like I get, like, to this point and I'm like... I feel like ugh, yeah. anxious, anxious even though it. I like should be doing fucking research and I'm in grad school, but like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Fuck school. Right. <laughs> be an artist. Yeah. yeah. Um, what draws you to the contemporary ballet medium? Um, see when I was at like a, a comp studio growing up, like I felt like ballet class, we only had it twice a week and it was like my safe place mm-hmm. and I just really loved it. It's black and white, right? Yeah, yeah. It was very, like, safe for me. I, like, loved the challenge. It was really hard. Mm-hmm. And then I just um, grew to love it. And then that's why I went to ballet school when I moved to Toronto. And then the company that um, we had there was contemporary ballet-based. So all of the stuff was very, like, girls were on point. Um, a lot of pas de deux, but very contemporary. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. Like, that work is, like, my favorite work to do. It's, like very physical, um, very technical. I love partnering. It's like one of my favorite things to do. Um, and I think when I have a partner on point, it's fun. Like I find like a lot of joy in that for myself. Um, yeah. And I just, I feel like my general style of 
like choreography always has a hint of ballet in it. Um, and I think that's why if I pitched the contemporary ballet, it would just make sense in general. And it wouldn't be changing my style really at all. It's, it's always been like contemporary ballet in my brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I'm creating on people, it's always very, it's like, I call it grunge ballet. <laughs> like very grungy, yeah. contemporary, but also like point your foot. Point <laughs> <laughs> your feet, please. So much feet, please. <laughs> yeah, my like grungy contemporary style. It's yeah. what I'm trying to stick to and what I like. What, so. like what companies do you admire right now? Which um, I'm really admiring um, uh, Ballet BC. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're coming, I just saw them. Mm-hmm. Alyssa Pyers was just there. She was just there. Bella Colonna is super cool, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Bella BC, none of of them's dance theater, obviously. Um, Those are the ones that I can think of right now. But Bella BC is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would love to one day work with them. (laughs) Yeah. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Does Bella BC have a school? Um, I think it's Arts Umbrella. Is that what it is? I think Arts Umbrella is associated. Yeah. Yeah. It's associated with um, the same... With the same World. one. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised it's not just like the like National Royal Pig Ballet when they like just... Mm-hmm. But that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Did you reach out to Alyssa Pyers yet? I haven't. I miss her. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay. The thing about like seeing friends when you're like mid-20s is like very impossible. <laughs> so like, it really is impossible. I'm like, oh, like you're busy at this time, I'm busy at this time. Like, I, with my actual, like, my best friends that I have with, like, group of, like, a group chat, like, I see them probably once every two weeks because, like, we're all just very busy and, like, mm. people are busy, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but it's just, like, the the age that we're at right now is just, like, we need to just do what we love but also see friends, like, every now and then. And Everyone's it's just, like, hustling. Everyone's hustling. In Everyone's Toronto. working. Yeah. In Toronto, yeah. yes. Yeah. Everyone's just working. And it's, like, the same in New York, but I feel like in New York, they, like, are all drinking together, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're, like, I don't know. I don't feel like that's, like, not really the nature here. I don't know, like, everyone's just, like, yeah, yeah, we'll just, like, grab drinks at this bar, and they, like, run into each other, or, like, yeah. everyone's constantly in the area. Yeah. Which is, like, not the nature here. And no. I don't know why that is. Hmm. I don't know. That's a good I point. Know. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Do you have anything to plug, Tyler? Well, I, don't, I, I wish I was creating something for something that I could plug, but <laughs> not at the moment, hopefully soon. But I'm in a show in January called Eve of St. George. It's an immersive theater show that I'm really excited about. It's, it's uh, my first year in it. Um, it should be really exciting. The show is going to be great. I saw it last year. It's a great show. Um, and then my, the collective that I'm a part of called Gnosis Collectives is having a show in, I think, April. And that's for, um, I want to say, Dance Coworks. Coworks? Is that what it's called? Something, one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we're also performing for Dance um, Ontario weekend. In January? In January. Great. Oh, that's great. For a different piece. How do you get into that? Um, I don't know. Are you asked or do you apply? I'm not sure. Mm. Because I've seen a lot of people post about it recently. I'm like, everybody's in it. Yeah, a lot of people are in it this year. Yeah. Which is, will, be, will be fun. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I wish I had a show to plug, but 
Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> These losers over here at 27, 22, 25. <laughs> I will kidding. always remember my number, 27. Yeah. Out of 29? <laughs> Who was 29? I, I feel bad I now. Know. It's all right. <laughs> if you were number 29, hit us up. We'd love to start like some sort of therapy group. <laughs> <laughs> we'll petition friends to redo their application process. <laughs> yeah, why are all the people that were the last numbers last? I don't understand. Uh, whatever. Also, but I feel like there just needs to be a different way to apply. I think they just need to take more dance shows. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Right? Yeah. yeah, that would be nice. They don't take a lot of dance shows. Mm-hmm. And maybe have like different spaces other than just theaters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For like dance spaces would be more accessible. Or we you, can, to... you can apply for a site specific, can't you? Yeah, but like if they had more, like if they had a gallery space, like a fringe gallery right. space, right, versus right. like, oh, we have these six theaters, mm-hmm. and then you get, and then there's site specific work. Mm-hmm. Like a gallery space would be cool. Mm-hmm. Or like what we were talking about this time, or last year around fringe, maybe they need to like revamp how the dance category is altogether. Mm-hmm. Like not just sixty minute works because. Yeah. Oh yeah, because sixty minutes is long for a dance work. Sixty minutes that aren't... is very long. Yeah, yes. I feel like the longest piece I ever created was twenty minutes, and I felt like that was long. Yeah, from per- me personally. But yeah, sixty minutes would be a challenge. But that is like it's challenging to have sixty minutes of good content. Yeah, yes. like yeah, to not just have like filler things. Yes, lots yeah. of contemporary stage walking. Yeah, I'm gonna go over here and <laughs> yes. shake for a bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's really challenging. Yeah. And it would be interesting if they revamped that category and, like, gave, like, maybe a few 60-minute spots, maybe 30, Mm -hmm. maybe, like, collaborative spots where, like, oh, we're going to pick three people to have this one showtime. Everybody gets 20 minutes. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. It'd be nice. Giving more opportunities that are a little bit more accessible to the community. Yeah. Totally. Fringe. 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 Get at us. We have some ideas. You need help. Yeah. You need help in the dance sector. Who was running your dance section? That's what I want to know. Is it a dancer or is it a theater person? I got to know these Also, is Fringe a nonprofit? I don't know anything. We've talked so, we've talked so much about Fringe. <laughs> um, but uh, thank you for coming. Thank yeah, you so much. Thank you Wait. for having me. Oh. Yes. Is being an artist fucking killing you? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, do I hear? Yes. Okay. Um, well, there's two, there's two very specific things, and I won't, like, take too long to explain them, but, like, there's the one where it's, like, when you're explaining, um, when you're trying to, like, get a job or you're trying to apply for something, it's that, like, weird thing that we do where you kind of have to, like, sell yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that bios are really hilarious. Like where it's like Tyler Angel is an incredible cover. It's like very like it's a humble you're brag. Literally, you're literally writing about yourself. It's like this is so right. strange that I have to like. Yeah, obviously you do have to sell yourself, but it makes me feel weird. I'm like, oh, just like, just trust. Oh just yeah, trust me. Like, I have a good idea. Like, have you ever written a bio and then read it out loud? Yes, and you're just like. like <laughs> What is wrong with me? Yeah. Like it's I'm like, wow. So, like, yeah. It's just hilarious. Just like the idea of just, you know, constantly I have to be like telling people kind of like what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, especially my family. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm doing this, 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 this. And trying to, and like feeling like I have to be like always talking about what I'm doing. Right. But it's like, why? Like, why can't I just like 
be just, I'm just hanging just, out. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. It's yeah. that constant feeling that you always have to be like, like, what's next? Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing next? And always have to have, like, something lined up. Because, like, as a dancer, you're like, it's contract work. Like, you use something and it's over. And then you have to find something else. Right. And then it's just, it's like. And that time in between, do you feel unemployed? I feel. Or do you feel like it's rest? I feel like it's just a rest. And I don't like that feeling. Like, I feel like I always need to be, like, stimulated. It's a full rest. Yeah. It's, like, uneasy. Yeah. You feel, you you never feel whelmed. No. You just feel underwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. The second thing (laughs) that is killing me um, that will probably not change for a long time is um, just, like, being a short, petite man... It's very hard to like get do things and get roles and, and like work with people that you want to work with because like you know you look at like bigger companies and like I totally know this I'm like I always look at the men in companies and see like what they're looking for and it's usually all like super tall like mm. so they can partner and then I'm like oh I don't think I'll ever be able to be in that company because I'm never gonna grow any more than five six mm. and I'm just tiny so. It's hard to find, like, it's just, like, that's for everyone, though. It's, like, a general, like, you can't be in certain companies just by your look, and it's just frustrating as an artist to mm-hmm. to know that. That's yeah, because that's, like, nothing you can control. It's nothing you can control, yeah. And you're yeah. probably never going to change that that person or that casting director's no. mind. Yeah. Right? They're, yeah, they're going to totally. look what they want to look for. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just shit out of luck. Yeah. And everybody has their thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's I just... will forever be playing the role as a teenager. <laughs> or a teenager. But, like, but that's, okay. that's good for you. You're going to look that's, young I know, forever. I know. When I'm older, I feel like that'll be, I'll benefit from that. But just being, like, mid-20s, I'm kind of... I'm always, like, am I playing a man? Am I playing a child? Like, <laughs> what am I going to go for? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I never get cast as, like, dainty roles. No. I'm always just like strong, powerful woman role. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay. Which is like, there's nothing more like, I can play kid, like not all, like I'm, there's very few men, like grown men that can play younger people. So right. that's pretty cool that I have that quality about me. Um, it's just, you know, then that stops me from getting other roles that I'm interested in. Right. Right. And I probably will never get. Right. For a while or maybe never. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I like to hope that everything's changing now. Yeah. And there's more work that's more like for a broad spectrum of people yeah I like to think that yeah will I be old and not and have hip surgery by the time that happens maybe (laughs) who knows (laughs) who knows knows? (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah that that, those two major things yeah but I feel like as the days go by there's always new things Mm. it's an artist that are killing me but uh those two major things for sure yeah Mm -hmm. great Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. This is lovely. Yay. 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 Uh, Thank you guys for listening so much. If you want to hit any of us up, hit us up on social media at GalPal Productions for us and Ty Angel with two L's. Instagram. (laughs) Instagram. (laughs) Um, Also, feel free to, if you like what you listen to, go on iTunes and review us. Download us onto Spotify. Subscribe to us. um, Follow us on Facebook. Tell us what you think and uh, send us a message. We love to chat. Yeah. Also, it's the holiday season. And if you ever thought about getting the artist in your life something, you could donate to their Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Donate in their name. Yeah. You're going to be like, donate. 
money to this part people in this person's name. No, no, That's no. like a lot of <laughs> to us is yeah. what I'm saying. Oh yes. I don't want anything for Christmas. I just want all of my friends and family and extended family to donate $1 a month to my Patreon. Yeah. Literally all I want. Yeah. $12 guys, $12 <laughs> a year. And you would help us so don't much. Don't even buy me a fucking card. I don't no, want a card no for cards. the rest of my life. Fuck cards. Cards no. are going in the trash. <laughs> Fuck like weird little gift baskets with body lotions and candles. Yeah. <laughs> that shit also goes in the trash. I just purged everything. <laughs> give us, give us money. Give us money. <laughs> <laughs> but not, don't give me cash. Just like put it in our Patreon. <laughs> yes, please. And thank you. Um, but thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.